Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen. If you would like to support God TV Radio, hosted by myself and Justin Keen, you can support us by buying our music, our art, our t-shirts, as well as our books. You can also support us with a one-time donation through PayPal. All links are in the description. Every Friday at 7 p.m. Central, we do a live show. Everyone is welcome. There is always a link in the public description. You can go to the front of my YouTube channel and schedule it by clicking the reminder button. If you have access to Spotify, you can listen to my radio station in your car, on your stereo, on your computer, anything that has internet access. God bless. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. Today, I'm going to ask some challenging questions of Christians, but specifically Matt Powell as well as Kent Hovind. I've talked to Kent Hovind on the phone many times, and he's a good guy. I've also talked to Matt Powell, actually interviewed him. You can hear the interview either on Matt Powell's channel or you can uh, check it out uh, over on the radio. Everybody gets to blast that awesome interview in their car or their home stereo. Good stuff. And I think that Matt Powell did an excellent job. And as many of you know, I also interviewed Kent Hovind, and he gave some very interesting answers. I got to say, I love both these guys' sense of humor and things. They're both extremely intelligent. Uh, yesterday they were supposed to do a live stream, but it ended up being like hours. Uh, it had to be canceled and then redone. And then it ended up appearing to be just a, a video where Matt was talking. Um, I've noticed some of the videos that Kent and Matt Powell have done. They don't interact with the audience very much. Like, there's not a lot of times where they find themselves answering questions, and maybe it's because they have a lot of supporters and a lot of people who love them who don't really feel they need to ask any questions, and that's fine. But I, myself, as many of you know, I've only been a theist slash Christian for, I don't know, I'd say probably going on five or six years, and Christianity and theology itself... Uh, just Christianity alone, it could take a person three to four lifetimes to be able to absorb all the information just in the Bible alone, as well as the history, geography, and everything um, that has uh, been found throughout archaeology and just the very existence of mankind. It's just a lot of things still in the Bible that I am challenged by, and I was hoping that Matt Powell, Kent Hovind, or any Christians out there may be interested in making video responses to me or comments answering some questions that I still have issue with. So Kent Hovind, as well as Matt Powell, obviously they spend a lot of time on evolution, but one of the topics that they seem to enjoy talking about biblically is once saved, always saved. They believe that once you accept Jesus Christ and you're truly accepted him sincerely, this means that you are saved. Well, as Matt Powell and Kent Hovind know, uh, a lot of atheists have claimed to be former Christians. They claim to believe in God. And on top of that, if you read the Bible, there are passages written by Paul where he says that everyone, um, to give a simplified explanation of this, and I've heard countless Christians say this, that once you um, 
that a person who claims to be a non-believer, an atheist, or uh, who rejects God, deep down they actually know in their consciousness and in their heart that they're basically lying to themselves. They're denying something they know to be uh, true. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that lie to themselves. There's a lot of people who know that deep down inside they believe something, but they might be angry or they are afraid of something uh, having to do with the concept of God and accountability. Perhaps there's people out there who um, are bothered by the concept of hell. Um I, I constantly have atheists who are saying, oh, why would a loving God, you know, create a hell for and all this? And I've done countless videos to explain this. But if it's true that once someone has sincerely accepted God into their heart, if we were to actually take the atheist on their word and put faith in their testimonies or what it is they claim on YouTube, and we all know that a lot of them are liars and make a lot of nonsense up in order to leach views. But let's say that some of them are right, that they were, and they accepted Christ. Does this also mean that they're saved? I've heard a lot of Christians say, as long as you believe in God and you accept Christ and all this as your personal savior, then you're always saved. You cannot be taken out of the hands of God. Well, there's guys like Matt Dillahunty out there who claims that he accepted Christ long ago. And not only did he do that, but he also asserts the proposition that he actually was a preacher who used to run his own church and that he used to bring people over to Christ all the time. He actually considered himself a warrior for Christ. Uh, but for some reason, at some point in time, he felt like it was more rational and logical to believe in surfing monkeys and people coming out of nothing like a David Copperfield magic show. So be it. The other question is, is what is the difference between the devil and the demons uh, in the Bible? It seems to me that whenever we read about angels, uh, which Satan was apparently uh, one of God's favorited greatest angels of all times, we would have to logically comprehend that Satan had a very powerful relationship with God before the fall, as well as a third of the angels that fell. I would suspect that because they actually experienced God and they actually observed God uh, for timeless moments, uh, even before the universe came into existence, that it would be very hard for them to deny the existence of God or reject the existence of God. So the question is, obviously, is why is it that um, the demons and the devil themselves uh, would not be able to be redeemed? I know this is going to be odd for some Christians because a lot of us out there, we have this idea that God's the hero or the, the, the good loving figure of the story. But then the devil's like the big villain who lies and does terrible things. And he's the evil force that causes atheists to do mean things like drive over people on the sidewalk through temptation and um, twisted, you know, ideas and all this. But the Bible says that a person could do just horrific things and terrible things, but even go so far as to killing Christians as Paul did and somehow managed to be saved. When we look in the book of John, as well as the book of James, it says that even Satan and the demons tremble um, 
and believe in God. So there's all that. And of course, we've got serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer in prison where right before he died, right before he was beat to death with a mop, a mop stick, he was an atheist all of his life, and then he accepted Jesus once he got into prison. I did an entire video about uh, massive amounts of people being converted to Christianity from atheism that are in prison. So are these people right with Jesus? Are they saved because they claim to sincerely do that? I obviously have pointed out that many of them might be lying or trying to just get right with the parole board. Fine. So I get it. But what about the ones who are sincere? Do their crimes just simply get erased? Do they get wiped out? Another thing that Ken Tovin, as well as Mr. Matt Powell, as well as a lot of Christians I notice out there, they say we're not judged based upon our works. We're saved by the grace of God. Well, if that's true, then why is there so many verses like in the book of James where it says uh, faith without works is dead? Why is it state that um, if we truly believe in God, we're going to behave differently or take upon attributes of righteousness and good? And then to follow it up, if we look in the book of Revelation, if my memory serves me right, it actually says that God will not only judge us based upon our iniquity, means, which means transgression against the law, which would be the commandments and the laws that Christ, as well as God, put forward in the Old Testament, that not only will we be judged on this, that that's actually what indicates what our sin is, then why does it also say that God will judge us based upon our works? That every man, woman, and child will be based upon their works. Now, works would be the action and the deeds and all this. I hear a lot of Christians, they uh, claim this philosophical thing that, you know, just as long as you accept God, it's kind of like you're in the clear. But why is it that judgment day comes along and then all of a sudden our good as well as bad works will be displayed in the celestial coliseum in front of all of the angels and humans who have died uh this all pointed out for then if that's not relevant uh, to our salvation what's what would be the point of even getting into that for it and I've heard some Christians claim that once you're forgiven, it's as if it's erased out of God's mind. Somehow he has this attribute or ability to erase the wrongs that you've done, and that's the way you're able to be found washed in the blood of Christ to be able to get to heaven in the first place. But I don't see, maybe I've missed it, because I have read the Bible many times, but I don't see the part where it says, that you get away with the evil that you've done. I don't see where it says that the darkness that you, or impact or negative impact that you had on other people's lives is just somehow wiped out. I've heard plenty of preachers say that, but I haven't heard this connotation actually biblically. In fact, when I read the uh, Revelation, it says one of the first group of people that are going to be judged are the ones who claim to come in the name of God. The churches are the first to get judged, and there seems to be a lot of condemnation and a lot of anger and wrath poured out on the churches themselves, as well as those who were supposed to be followers of Christ. So these are some of the questions that I have. 
<clears throat> Ken Tobin's always been pretty good at uh, talking to me on the phone and everything like that. Unfortunately, when I call him, even though he's perfectly respectful to me, he makes it clear, as does his answering machine, that he gets tons of calls, which I don't doubt that at all. I am much smaller of a YouTube channel than Ken Tobin, and I receive hundreds of calls all the time. And uh, when I do my live shows, I'm constantly bombarded with stuff. So this guy's got a huge follower base. So if he says that he's, you know, overwhelmed, I believe him. I don't have any doubts, no lack of trust in what Ken Tobin has said. And Matt Powell's pretty huge on YouTube as well now. So I'm sure that he's constantly getting slammed repeatedly. So if neither men are able to ever get around to trying to answer my questions or help me on that, then I just want to let them know that I appreciate the fact that you're still rocking for Jesus, still trying to bring people over. Um, and maybe my video will give you the podium or the ability to be able to not only teach me properly on a theological level or help me with things I'm challenged with, but perhaps the atheists who do watch me as well as religious people who are confronted with these challenges will also receive blessing and wisdom from whatever you two have to say. So consider that whenever you're thinking about if you should make a video for me or even bother to uh, acknowledge that I even made the ask the questions in the first place. So many people that you could help, so many people out there who have questions. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a blessed day. As always, I enjoy uh, entertaining folks, teaching people, and uh, uh, sharing my views and ideology with the world out there. God bless. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.